You're listening to nothing important. That's actually my favorite part of That's, the whole interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty awesome. I almost felt bad there for a second. I'm not even sure if they're if they're still on the line. I'm not sure if, if they're still there. Still on the line. <laughs> Please enjoy the show. between houses right now not because we're homeless but because we bought a house but had to vacate our last apartment because of mold mm-hmm. so <laughs> we're actually oh, 70 nice. 70 miles south of the city are you recording yeah i'm recording okay, okay so we're go. we're 70 miles south of the city and i'm at uh my wife's 90 year old grandmother's house and this house was built in 1840 something so mm-hmm. like at one point it, it, it totally had an outhouse on the property <laughs> so it's just like and I think since this house, well, why aren't was, you recording in the outhouse? Well, because I'm the shit. <laughs> See what I did? <laughs> the shit. That's a poop joke. Uh, okay, so oh. uh, so funny. Um, anyway, but I I think I'm having a little bit of trouble with reception because since this house was built like 140 or 150, however many years ago it is now, and it still has the original modem. It, it, <laughs> but it's a historic piece because it was signed by abraham lincoln (laughs) on one of his trips to chicago abraham lincoln has to say abraham lincoln sent his first email and had his original geocity site (laughs) posted from this very i I think it was the rough draft of the gettysburg address actually Mm -hmm. yeah and in the dark days before spell check right Or maybe they had spell check, just not the grammar check. It took so So, long to send it back and forth. The original draft was one score in seven years ago. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Bravo. (laughs) One score in seven years. Yes. A lot of revisions. A lot of revisions. Yep. So um, I I think what the thing is, is um, because... they don't have my grandma doesn't have internet. So I'm using uh, my phone as a Wi-Fi hotspot to do all this. But I think the, the reception is rough because this house is so old that it's actually built with real material. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's interfering with the radio waves. <laughs> right. So there, there's no like drywall. It's, it's straight up like plaster. Jeff, you have an older house. You know what I'm talking about. You're basically living. You're in a bomb. Absolutely. Shelter, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. It's like no, our house is all plaster and depending on where I'm at, yes, it the Wi-Fi and everything else it just goes to crap. Mm-hmm. So That's I, why I'm out in the garage. Yeah. Cuz our kitchen's on the back where we have our modem. Yeah, th- this garage is is built in as part of the house, which was probably pretty rare back then, but um It's like <laughs> it's like you're podcasting from 10 Cloverfield Lane. Also, there's a lot of lead in those uh plaster yeah. walls. Well, <laughs> well, that's good because then Superman can't watch me um Walk around naked. <laughs> you right. walk around naked in your ninety-year-old grandma's garage. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of what kind of weirdo are you? <laughs> I'm American. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I in in my defense, the only reason why I do that is because she always makes chocolate chip cookies. 
and I don't want to get crumbs on my clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect sense. That makes Mm -hmm. perfect sense. I'm not an animal. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Uh. (laughs) coming up next on the Nothing Important Podcast, since since we're doing this now, apparently, coming up... (laughs) Coming up next on the Nothing Important Podcast, we have uh, the one and the only uh, Bob Odenkirk. We originally recorded for him for our Better Call Saul podcast. It's all good, man. But you can find it at sawgoodman.com. But we are uh, recycling that interview for Nothing Important, not because it was so good that we want you got you Nothing Important listeners to hear it, but just more for a vanity type thing so I could say I had Bob Odenkirk on the Nothing Important Podcast. <laughs> I approve. My, that sounds good. It'll look good on a resume. A mm-hmm. resume. Right. Because, <laughs> I've, been, I've been watching a West, a West I've been watching a Weird Weird World Wonders. Weird Wonders of the World mm-hmm. on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it's hosted by an Englishman that cannot pronounce R's or L's. So like you know in Arizona. So he's like in California. <laughs> it's very arid out there. We had wonders of the world. I can't understand a word you said. But I'm gonna, he can't. He can't pronounce R's or exactly. R's or L's. He, he's an Englishman. He can't pronounce R's or L's. So it's always like Arizona, you know, no, Australia. The thing about English people, though, a lot of them pronounce an A as an R sound. Also, which is ironic, but he doesn't really do that. He doesn't well, call it like Arizona. Like I know Arizona. a lot of people would. Arizona, whatever. That can't do the accent. Like Missouri. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I work with a bunch of British people and um, I have I think I have a hard time understanding accents because they, they speak to me and in my head I'm thinking, um, man, you guys should really learn like if you're if you're working here, it would benefit you to learn English. But then I realized that as an American, I'm speaking the incorrect English. <laughs> and right. They actually are 100 percent correct. <laughs> They're speaking the Queen's <laughs> English. Yes, it's the Queen's English. Mm-hmm. The, the Queen's like the other English. day, I had to, se- I had to set up a uh, video conferencing for them, and they were they were asking what what kind of uh, 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 not camera but camera, you know, like because a lot of times they pronounce the A with the R sound. Yeah, and I was like, what? I, I really have no idea what you're talking about. In my head, I'm like making fun of them. What but kind of camera was- are you using? <laughs> Brian, right. but but that's probably what they think about us every day. Like the whole time they're there, they're probably like, "Why don't these three hundred fifty fucking moron, three hundred fifty million morons, just learn how to speak correctly?" <laughs> I was hoping that they were all speaking Cockney slang to you, and you've slowly been able to pick mm-hmm. it up. Yeah, that would be that would be quite corking. Well, which is good because then I'll finally. <laughs> If I pick it up, eventually I'll be able to understand um, uh, Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins, which has been long been <laughs> long been a dream of mine. I've always wanted to be able to speak fluent cocks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yes. it, it's just part of my greater plan to be a chimney sweep <laughs> <laughs> or a cobbler. <laughs> Not even really sure what a cobbler is. That a shoe guy or is that a hat guy? That's a shoe guy. Yes. Cobblers are for shit. Did you not see the Adam Sandler movie? Usually done by elves. (laughs) Uh, Adam's Family Values? Adam Sandler movie called The Cobbler about a shoe repair guy? (laughs) No. I thought you said He experiences people's lives from their shoes. Dave, who has honestly seen that? (laughs) 
I don't think anyone in the world has really seen that. I don't think so either. But he's got a six-picture deal, and he's halfway through it, so. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, Adam Stanley has like a six-picture deal with Netflix, and he's got three. The fourth one's coming out. Well, I I think the thing about About Adam Sandler movies is... Hasn't Adam Sandler pretty much just admitted that he makes movies so he can go on vacation with his friends? Pretty much. Yeah. Right? So I, I yep. feel like what he does is um like when we're when we're all hanging out together in person, you know you know how like dumb inside jokes just develop or somebody will misinterpret something somebody says and then like you build off of that. Mm-hmm. I feel that's how all of his movies are. They just hang out until somebody says something uh, slightly outrageous. And then they're just like, all right, uh, David Spade, Adam Sandler, uh, the guy from King of Queens, <laughs> I always forget your name, and Chris Rock. You guys, <laughs> Kevin James. Yeah, you guys just play yourself, and I'm going to play this ridiculous character, and uh, we'll make a movie about it. That sounds the same as all of my other characters. Right. And of course, it's, yeah, <laughs> and it's got to hit the same points. Um, I have to insult people by using like obscure references to whatever it is I'm insulting them about. Um, I have to, uh, mm-hmm. I have to uh, get the hot girl at the end, mm-hmm. and even though I look like one of the most unathletic, unathletic people on earth, I have to be at some in some form a star athlete. Because even when he's not playing a star athlete, like the background of whatever character he's playing is at one point he was like a really good athlete in some sport. Yeah, he's just living out nerd dreams, man. Right. <laughs> With orchestra right. swells. Like in Little end. Nicky. This... He, was, he was one of the greatest athletes ever in right. Little Nicky. Mm-hmm. I, I remember exactly. that. The greatest yeah. chicken eater. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh... Jeff and Dave, Bob Odenkirk is on the Someone Important Hotline. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey. Hey, thank you so on? much for coming on the show. How's it going? What, what am I on? A podcast here? You are on a podcast called It's All Good, Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy shit. Yeah, yeah we, so we call ours. I don't understand why you would be interested in talking to me. That's really neat of you. Thanks for having this podcast exist. Yeah, absolutely. We we call ourselves the uh, the better Better Call Saul podcast because there's a million of them out there. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but we try our best. And f- since we started two years ago, everybody was like, "Dude, you got to get Bob on. You got to get Bob." And we're just absolutely honored that that we were able to make it happen. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for doing it. Yes, sir. So, uh, Better Call Saul season three, uh, like like actual for real media outlets. Uh, AMC has been nice enough to grant us pre-screenings of the episode. So Dave and I have seen the first two couple episodes that are out there mm-hmm. and uh, uh, great well, you work. Know more than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I can we'll tell you did a good the, job. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. So I, uh, the way that is handled this year, it seems like it has its own distinct tone from the, the first two seasons and, uh, some of the physicality of your acting and, and some of those scenes, like, um, you know, very well done, my friend. Well, thank you. You know, uh, I think that comes from my comedy background and I think I know what you're talking about. Again, I haven't seen it, but I think I know what you're talking about and it comes from doing comedy for so many years. And here's why, 
I, here's my theory as to why it's a unique season and what you're sensing there. There's a, a confidence season three that allows us to go places that maybe in the past they would have been a little more hesitant to, uh, to go because we weren't really sure what the show was, especially in its first season. Right. And, um, we worked, you know, everyone was working so hard to land these characters and, and, um, find them and, and be respectful to breaking bad. And now that we have our own show and it kind of is working on its own merit, there's a, and, and we know what, what we can do. We've seen it work. We've seen, you know, sort of more comic choices work, right. Mm-hmm. it right up against, uh, you know, drastic, uh, danger. Uh, we, can, <laughs> we can see that pull that off. Now, now these guys are, are kind of running with it. I and mean, when I say these guys, I mean, Peter Gould and Vince Gilligan and the whole production team. Yeah. Just the, mm-hmm. the chemistry of the entire team. Cause like, I mean, the actors, the chemistry is definitely developing also, especially when the relationship between, uh, you know, Jimmy and Kim, and then, yeah, just to see everything yeah. come together, even with, like, Brian noticed a significant change in tone. Like, there's just, ever since we've been talking to people involved with the production, it's blown my mind at how pleased everybody is with it and how happy everybody is to work with these creative types. Yeah, yeah, it's just, we, we just, we know what we're doing now, and we and we feel uh, we feel good about it, and we're not worried that we're going to jump the shark or break, break the... Uh, the level of reality that we've established, mm-hmm. you know, we, we know that Jimmy, uh, McGill and Saul Goodman can be a funny, fun character to watch. And it doesn't, he just is. And he doesn't, it doesn't hurt the, um, the reality of it to have right. get involved in some of these capers, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's funny, you know, between Jimmy McGill, Saul Goodman, and our boy Gene, who I, I don't even think has the last name, we were actually talking just before uh, we we got on the phone. We we're like, how many more characters can Bob Odenkirk play in one <laughs> universe, in one series? <laughs> I know. I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot like Phil Hartman in The Simpsons. Like, like they all look slightly different, but they all sound the same. But they're all distinct <laughs> characters that everybody b- loves. So, <laughs> it's true. And who has ever gotten such a gift without earning it? No one. There's no. There are actors given their lives to acting, who are teaching classes and doing bit parts. And here's this dopey sketch guy me <laughs> and uh these great writers the best writers in tv going where else can he go how, how much deeper can we go let's give him another variation and i'm like all right i mean honestly you guys i read the script i mean that's the first season of better call Saul. there were things i read and you know obviously a little intimidated and challenged you know this is going to be hard mm-hmm. but really also this feeling of like what did i are they really trusting me with this? What did I do to deserve this? I didn't do anything to earn this. And I say it with a smile and glee and uh because I don't know what else to do with it. I don't I don't I don't think feeling bad about it is gonna help anyone. But I have uh, without a doubt gotten incredibly lucky here. 
And, uh, and of course I, I treat that opportunity as a humbling, uh, mm-hmm. experience of something that when I read those scenes with Chuck, those intense, deeply personal scenes where yeah. somebody is struggling with their, their own deep seated hopes and dreams and, and frustrations. I, I just see it as, you know, you got to respect the hell out of that opportunity and, and dig in deep and leave yourself over to it, you know, give yourself over to it entirely. But, um, the, the thing overall, the, the, the opportunity to, to then play a comic scene, like what I do in season three, there's a lot of comedy in season three, mm-hmm. um, beyond what you saw yeah. in the first one. I think I know what you're talking about. Cause someone described some of that stuff in the, uh, Poyos Hermanos. Um, yeah restaurant uh and and i remember doing it and i remember going wow this is pure comedy <laughs> in a way and i you know i'm i'm doing it in the midst of this very serious drama mm-hmm. and it was great fun great fun i can't wait for people to see it and it sounds like it's were it worked well for people because you're the second uh bunch of uh, people to say they've seen it and enjoyed that well, it's, it's, it's phenomenal so far, and we only have a few more moments with you. And so we have to ask you a traditional question that we always ask, especially you being like a Chicago area guy from Cicero. What is your favorite frozen pizza? Frozen pizza? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's my, did you ask me what my favorite frozen pizza was? Indeed. It's a curveball. Yeah. It's a curveball, yeah. 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 Uh, do they still make Kim Stone pizza? Oh, absolutely! They do. Man after my own heart, right there. They do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I haven't had a frozen pizza in a while. Uh, <laughs> I've had Trader Joe's. I've had Trader Joe's barbecue chicken. That's a big one. A lot of people talk about that one. That's a popular answer. We, yeah. For the record, we see no endorsements from this. We just like asking dumb questions to people more successful than well, we. Well, I was. I, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I've eaten a whole lot more tombstone pizzas in my life. <laughs> it's just I haven't had one in 30 years. But uh, as far as if you go by weight, I've eaten the most uh, tombstone pizzas. But uh, in recent years, I have to go with uh, with Trader Joe's barbecue chicken. Nice. And uh, time's almost up as a hometown Chicago uh, guy. Real quick, what, what's your favorite regular pizza, like real actual pizza? Oh yeah. Um, well, I I like Bacino's thin crust, mm-hmm. and nobody mm-hmm. else says anything about. I'm the only one. You are, as far as my experience, like that. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I said you are, as far as my experience. I've never even heard that name before. I think they're still operating. I'll check right now on the internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> We'll I'm, go check. On Bob actually, recommendation. I'm pretty sure they are because I, I, I typed it in, uh, when I was there in Chicago, cause I wanted to get it, but, uh, mm-hmm. a second. yeah, we just, uh, Brandon Hampton was in town and I had dinner with him last weekend and, uh, everybody was trying to shove pizza down his throat. And I kind of felt bad. For that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the Chino thin crust. Look, it's got. It's good. Yeah, they're still there. Um, next time I go to Chicago, I'm meeting there. Awesome. It's in Lincoln well, Park. 
Oh. oh, that's that's right. That's right in our neck of the woods. You know, we're based out of Chicago, and you know, if you have any uh, spare time, feel free to uh, drop us a line. We'd be more than happy to have a slice of pie with you. And uh, we absolutely appreciate you coming on. It's all good, man. The better, better call Saul podcast. And uh, it's been an honor watching you. And on behalf of uh, the literally tens of thousands of listeners and hundreds of people that have emailed you that are emailed us about you coming on. Thank you so much. We, we really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Bob. Let, gentlemen, Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot, Bob. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. 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 You know, it's uh, uh, Bob, uh, super great guy. What's always funny is uh, I w- as we were listening, we did the the pizza question. What cracked me up is that Bob is so busy and doing so many press junkets today, and we just wasted 30 seconds of his time as he was looking up a pizza place on his <laughs> phone. <laughs> That's actually my favorite part of That's, the whole interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty awesome. I almost felt bad there for a second. I'm not even sure if they're if they're still on the line. I'm not sure if, if they're still there. I'm on the line. <laughs> 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 Extra thin crust. It's really, I love it. Extra thin. Extra thin. Awesome. We'll remember that. Officially endorsed by Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> Absolutely. That is not my favorite podcast uh, moment that I've had. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait for the beast before you start talking about the guest, Brian. Jeez. We were talking good. We didn't say anything bad, right, Bob? We didn't say anything bad. <laughs> no, no. It's good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, have a good one, Bob. Yeah, thank you so much, Bob. It's so cool. There's the there's the three beeps. How funny was that? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was going to happen because I didn't hear the beeps. <laughs> you know, I didn't either. I didn't hear the beeps either. But my my this pair of headphones that I'm using uh, must have got busted or something in my in my briefcase that I bring to work every day. So it's kind of crackly when I move a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe uh, can you guys hear the beeps on the other one when people hang up? No, no. Some I think I didn't heard it. Okay, one so, time. so okay, awesome. So I thought it because like usually the timing is when people say bye, it literally takes about two seconds, and then I hear the three beeps, and I know that the guest has hung up. Mm-hmm. So, but like right Brian, after you said bye, the, Brian, uh, yes, have you yes. heard the three beeps? I have heard the three beeps. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Round two of insulting the star. <laughs> He's officially gone this time. So when when after he said bye. Initially, my headphones started creaking, so I'm like, okay, he's gone. And then I just wanted to talk about how it was funny that <laughs> we wasted <laughs> some of his time. <laughs> that's, so that's, here's that's another thing is when, when you said that you, when you basically invited us to join him for pizza, did he respond? Mm-hmm. Did he say yes or did he just blow it off? Because <laughs> I didn't hear an answer. <laughs> I think there was probably – it was probably like a courtesy yes, <laughs> you know, like – like, but, um, I almost said like, Brian, don't co- do it. Don't, don't do it. Like, <laughs> he wants to get pizza for himself. He's not inviting us. This isn't Brandon Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> Look, anybody who's nice enough to come on our podcast, if they ever said, Hey, I'm in town. I'd love to have a slice of pizza with you. I will make it a point to go have a slice of pizza with them, whether it's, uh, somebody yes. super famous or somebody just starting out. You know, it's always nice to offer because you never know. I don't want anything from the guy monetarily or anything, <laughs> but 
I would go have who who the hell wouldn't go have a piece of pizza with Bob Odenkirk? No, I I would, but I'm not gonna invite myself to go have a piece of pizza with Bob. Odenkirk. I did not invite myself. I simply gave him an offer for <laughs> my company. The should he be in town? You gave. Him I, gave him I was option. hoping. I was hoping when you said real pizza that he was gonna reference uh, the fake Marilyn Manson pizza chain from like <laughs> season three or four of uh, <laughs> Mr. Show, where they had the training videos and stuff. Yeah, never brought yeah, up that would have that would have uh, exploded my boner. But you know, <laughs> I, he, he's also the first person that we kind of got the reaction that I wanted when we asked the frozen pizza question. Yeah, where it was just like uh, like why would anybody ask that? Like it was, it was like, almost like just the absurdity. It was like Jeremiah Watkins with the uh, the soup spoon incident. Mm-hmm. Like he was so yeah. befuddled because like Eric Griffin came on and we were talking about superheroes on your sports team. He just jumped right in. He didn't give a shit. Like that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the reaction we were looking for. <laughs> In all honesty, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. but that's great. Bob Odenkirk, super super cool dude. I'm I'm so glad that uh, I'm so glad that he came on. You know, mission fulfilled. Uh, now we need to uh, if we can get a hold of Jonathan Banks, that'd mm-hmm. be great. <laughs> and, oh, uh, dude! And when that's when Bob started the trifecta is complete. When Bob started breaking up, I was like, oh my god, no! Like no two years for this phone call to be shitty like he, <laughs> but i i paused it and he came yeah. back and i think i think it came back all right and it was fine from then on i don't know if he moved or what but it was the connection i think, was good I think after that. what happens i think what happens because he, he's doing press all day i believe so he's probably sitting there tired of talking on right the phone and maybe we were on speaker or something and then when i <laughs> said we were breaking up he, he cut it off uh, speaker or, or he was leaving the bathroom or something also, one of the best in- right. one of the best intros of like, what show am I on? What is this? Why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, but he seemed he seemed uh, he seemed genuinely um, not appreciative, but I mean, he he seemed genuinely at least amused that uh, you know a bunch of people would sit down and make a podcast based specifically on one of his shows. Right, or maybe it was just like you know his publicist was like, "Here's your next interview, go." And then once he realized who he was talking to, his tone totally changed. Right, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, it's those guys that I was talking about." What's that, Jeff? What took me back a little bit was that he said that we were the second people he'd talked to all day that had seen the episode. Yeah, you know, I was thinking a press junket. At least you know a couple <clears throat> more people would have actually had the credentials to see something so they could ask him questions about it, et cetera. Right. Right. But yeah, that was just yeah. interesting to me. That was interesting. In a weird way, they're doing something that's kind of unprecedented, right? Like have there been that many prequel shows to a successful TV show? Uh, Star like Wars it's not one, uncommon. Two, Duh. Uh, is that a TV show? Damn it. No it's a TV show. What, what I'm saying is like, <laughs> I see like, all the time, Brian, <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen, um, I've, I've, I feel like I've seen, you know, like there was like a big movie, right? Like a big successful blockbuster movie. And they they say, how can we keep this franchise going? I know let's do a miniseries or a TV show. That's actually a prequel or takes place prior to the events in the movie. Like the clone Wars, right? Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Perfect example. Okay. So star Wars movies. You gotta give Jessica credit for that Wars. one. Jessica said that. Well, well, I'm saying rogue one, a star Wars story. So go up to you. Off of whatever one you haven't seen. Have Either seen way, those are still those are TV shows based off of prequeling a movie, right? Right, but th- those are yeah, that is the combination of a TV series and a movie. 
but right? it's about TV this series to TV series. Of, right. This is, and it's not a spinoff because it's like, you know, like uh, Laverne and Shirley was like a spinoff of Happy Days. Right. Better Call Saul isn't like a continuation or take place simultaneously in that same world. It's building an entire background history for characters and developments that so, easily probably never had any idea that there was going to be need for a, a history of. A prequel. Right. Right, you exactly. Will. You see what I'm saying? Like, has there ever been a TV show besides uh, Breaking Bad that has had a successful series before it? Because then it's look not. That up. And I'm fans, anybody that can answer that up. <laughs> From now on, because when we look something not... up while on the phone, we'll call that Pauline Odenkirk. Odenkirk. <laughs> no, Jeff can totally be the guy from now on. Where like you know like like when, uh, you know, like when Dave and I are talking, Jeff, we could be like be like Jeff, look up this, and then Jeff can report in with. I actually kind of do that already. Jeff is the show oh, yeah, Googler. <laughs> just don't Google me when we're talking. Mm-hmm. I just Google myself half the time. Hey, hey. No, in all honesty, I can't think of anything offhand that's like that where it's a prequel, right, to a show. And then think about this. Think about this. Not only is it a prequel to. Enterprise. One of the most highly regarded TV shows of all time, but it's a prequel that is now on its third season, which is incredibly hard to do. Mm-hmm. How you long? See what I'm saying? How long did Enterprise last? Enterprise was a prequel about the very first Star Trek, you know, Federation yeah. journey or whatever, the first starship. Yep, you are correct. And that was what, a Ooh. season or two? Uh, I think it was only a couple of seasons. And then though. it got baculated. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, so, <laughs> unfortunately, like things do. Okay, so then, so then the question is, um, has there ever been a TV show that has had a prequel TV show that has ran more than two seasons, or is Better Call Saul just kind of in chart in uncharted water? Yeah, there are, according to Wikipedia here, there are. I'm gonna soundbite for that. Oh, a whole crap load. Jeff Google's really? yeah, like the Flintstones kids yeah. came after the Flintstones, but it actually happened before the Flintstones. Ah, boo. Well, yeah, they're not Benjamin Button. Boo. Exactly. <laughs> so then, so technically, bullshit. Tiny uh, Toon Fear Adventures. The Fear the Walking Dead, another AMC show, takes place before the Walking Dead. Oh, how many seasons? Uh, Bates Motel. Takes place before Psycho. Yes, yes. But Psycho is not a TV show. Psycho is a movie. Very true. Very true. <laughs> okay. So what we what, so just uh, so we're keeping track so far, we have <laughs> we have uh, some Star Trek show Enterprise. Right? What was it? Enter- Enterprise. Let's not piss the nerds off, Brian. Uh, some Star Trek show is the next show coming out about Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> a lot of these. <laughs> A lot of these on here are cartoons. Yeah, because they did a lot of that. Like, it was just a younger version babies. of the cartoons. Yeah. Right, yeah, because if you want to go that route, there was like Alf, and then there was uh, Alf from Melmac, which was a cartoon Wow. of Alf and his life Deep. on Melmac before it exploded. Deep cuts. You could say that You could say that Gotham is a prequel to the 1960s Batman. So and just like Smallville <laughs> is a prequel to the movie <laughs> Batman. Superman, right? But that's Superman. a movie. But, but that's a movie. Oh, we, oh that was thrown out, and I was yelled said, at about it. That's why you said, "Okay." Uh, then Smallville's prequel, uh, Lois and Clark. Very good. 
Yeah, and there was like a Fraggle Rock cartoon. But Smallville ran for a very long time. If you want to consider that a prequel, I mean, it's an origin story, so it's the same ballpark, right. I guess. Is, uh, there's a is, there's Battle, Battlestar Galactica ones, too. It looks like there's two of them, but I'm not into the Battlestar Galactica. I was going to say <clears> Battlestar <throat> Galactica just to say it, because I figured there would be, but, and then, lo and behold, nerds. Oh, here, here's the one. The one that matters is Ponderosa. <laughs> This ran for wait, say, say 2000, it again. 2001 Ponderosa. Like the, uh, yeah, like the crappy buffet restaurant. Was that? Uh, it, <laughs> I used to go there. On that the is a, trip. that is a prequel to Bonanza. I was just saying that's a Bonanza I prequel, thought, isn't it? I thought you were going to say Ponderosa is like a prequel to Golden Corral. No, all country. No, usually those are about the same, and they end the same. <laughs> Be sure to follow Nothing Important online at nothingimportantpodcast.com. Find us on iTunes, on Twitter at NotImportantPC, and you can also find us on Facebook. Nothing Important is recorded with help from Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois. Thanks for being awesome.